Thirsty Thursday, everybody. What is going on? How's everyone doing? Welcome back or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin with yet, you guessed it, another episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast. We are officially a year old. We celebrated our birthday last week, which was absolutely amazing, and I cannot thank everyone for their support enough, but with getting a year older means getting a lot wiser, getting a lot smarter, getting a lot spiffier, and what better way to celebrate a new year, a brand new era of Jappy Jaws than a brand new fucking look. Complete rebrand that I've been working on this past weekend. Figured I'd add a little twang, a little spice, a little flavor flave to the Jappy Jaws Instagram account. Honestly, if you haven't checked it out yet, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you head on over to Instagram and go follow at Jappy Jaws, J-A-P-P-Y, J-A-W-S, as well as my personal account at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. Also, while you're at it, why don't you go head on over to wherever you're listening to me from, Spotify, Apple, you name it, I'm on it. Make sure you are subscribing, reviewing, rating, liking, following, and pushing that notification bell so you are notified every single time I upload a brand new spanking episode of Jaws. You guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I may sound a lot more upbeat than I actually am, but I'm honestly feeling very down. Today was just not my day. I did not have a great week, kind of. I had a nice weekend, but for some reason, I'm feeling extra down this week. I'm feeling a lot of FOMO. I am just low-key struggling right now, and I think part of it is that I am truly missing college and my friends. Being an adult is fucking hard, Um, and I really feel like I'm feeling the motions of being an adult this week. Like, I just... I don't know. Being an adult is sucks. I don't even know what else to say. I think especially because my school, Temple University, has its homecoming this weekend. We really didn't have a homecoming last year because where we are now in the fall versus where we were last year are two very different places. As most of you know, I graduated in 2020 during the pandemic, so rest of the spring semester got taken away because of COVID, much like so many other people that had so many other things taken away from them. I feel like last year I was in a very different mindset because of the world we were living in was so much more uncertain than it is now and things weren't really as open and there was a lot of limits and you really couldn't see everybody because everyone was kind of afraid to leave the circle that they'd been quarantining with. But now, With the world opening up more so and things kind of having somewhat of normalcy going on and a lot of my friends that are younger or that live closer to Temple, I am just, I don't know, I'm struggling. I'm having a lot of FOMO. I'm missing classes. I am missing walking to class. I'm missing freedom. I'm missing living a room away from my best friend and being so close to people. I absolutely love being home. I love not having to pay rent. I love being with my family. I love being with my home friends. While you're away at school, the time that you're away is time away from those home friends. And when you're at school, it's more of a consistent theme because you're with everybody 25-8. Yes, I know. I said 25-8. And as much as I do love that support system and having that home base, I'd be lying if I said sometimes I needed a break or that I just really miss what school did bring me. I feel like I'm in so many fucking long distance relationships that I never prepared myself to be in. People that during the summertime or breaks, you would be like, oh, I miss them so much, but I'll see them in a few weeks. I'll see them in a month or so. It turns into, 
okay, when am I going to be seeing you? And it becomes more of a plan. You need to be a lot more thought out about how you're going to go visit someone or the school that you were at. And you're in so many different places, time zones, states, and it just gets really, really difficult because it's like, I miss those people that you were so comfortable being around that became your home for four years. And that's something that I'm definitely feeling because last year, I don't feel like I was at that place just yet because things didn't feel quote unquote normal. I don't know. I'm just really having a hard time, I guess. I have been adjusted to the lifestyle that I'm living now, especially since moving home and figuring out what I'm doing with my life, my job, the podcast. And as grateful as I am for this last year, I also really just, I'm like any other fucking 22 year old kid. I miss school. I miss being able to go out when I wanted to, freedom. And it's definitely hard, but I know I'm not the only one going through this. And I know that I'm going to be dealing with so many more different emotions like this in the future. But I feel like with me being transparent and vulnerable with you all, it's relatable. It's for all of us to kind of, you know, bounce off each other and lean on. And I guess this is me venting, but I just really thought that it was good for me to be open and honest with you all on it's okay to feel like this. And even though things are so great and I'm still riding on the high of the birthday episode, it's okay to have those down moments when you're still riding on that high. I don't know. I'm all over the place with my thoughts, but I am very hopeful that this feeling shall pass and that things will work out. I will see those people I've been dying to see and it will be a lot sooner than later, the light at the end of the tunnel. But I will say this past weekend, I am very thankful to college for because it prepared me for these situations. No matter how big of a school you go to, no matter how small of a school you go to, you are always going to see that one person you didn't necessarily want to see or you are going to be in that place that you didn't necessarily want to be at. I've experienced both at both schools that I went to. I went to a school first with 4,000 kids undergrad and then a school with 40,000 kids undergrad. And this thing always happened at both schools. There was never any difference in it. And I think when you're home, it's the same thing because it's the same old song and dance just very much prolonged, especially with my luck and the island being so fucking small. You always end up in situations like that. And whenever I go out, especially in certain areas, I find myself being around those people that I didn't necessarily want to be around and I get myself into toxic situations. But I've kind of learned that A, not only does college prepare you for those moments and not to freak out and like want to go die and hide in a corner, but you have to roll with that punch and accept it for what it is. And you know what? If you get a little toxic with it, you get a little toxic with it. And honestly, you have fun with it. And especially since having the podcast, I feel like that's beyond relatable no matter where you are, where you live, what you're doing. It is always going to be very relevant in your life. So I don't know. I feel like that's something so many other people can relate to as well. So I hope I'm making sense. I just kind of wanted to get that off my chest. Wow, I kind of feel a sigh of relief. (laughs) Anywho, Back to like real jappy job business. I wanted to give a brief Bachelor in Paradise recap. First and foremost, this episode did not need to be three hours long. It could have been condensed into an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I was just bamboozled and I did not like how the setup of the episode was. And I don't think that the cliffhangers are really cliffhanging the best. I even thought that a week before the finale, which I thought last night was the finale, so did so many others, that it was very silly for ABC to have two more people come on. But at the same time, like, I don't know what the timeline was with filming, but I just thought it was very silly, especially with the finale next week, because obviously those people aren't getting engaged or even saying I love you. Ivan. Ivan was a sneaky boy. 
I absolutely love him and I do feel bad for him. And I low-key, I don't want to say blame, but I kind of blame. Yeah, I'm I'm blaming. I blame Jasenia because I think had it worked out between the two of them, none of this would have happened, obviously. Ivan, as we know from the Tasha Claire season, has such a true heart. And I do believe he has good intentions and he was so willing to give everyone his all, no matter if it was Kendall, Jasenia, Chelsea, this girl, Alexa, He just kind of got struck by lightning and stuck in the crossfire that he had really no way out. It was a bad look, but I truly do root for him. And I do believe that he is going to learn from this lesson. And it's a learning experience. But I definitely think he got himself immersed into things way too deep and couldn't get himself out. And you know what? That's why he had to go home. You deal with the consequences. Something that I've learned about Paradise in general and why I think Paradise is so much more successful than the Bachelor or Bachelorette franchise on its own is that whether or not you leave with or without love, everyone learns so much more about themselves and what they're searching for in a partner and in friendships. Because I think when you're with a different setting of people, you have time not only to work on yourself, you're with different people from different seasons, different genders, there's a completely different atmosphere. And I think that that's why that home base of people is so much closer than like the clicks on other seasons or why relationships end up being so much more long-lasting there than anywhere else. And another thing, all of the men, for the most part, that were on Paradise from the Tasha Claire season were totally different people in my eyes. I feel like they put on a different front when they were on the Bachelorette franchise rather than the Paradise franchise. And that kind of threw me through a loop. And then last but not least, because this truly, truly, truly hurt my heart and like, I'll cry thinking about it and I cried way too much this week. Justice for Abigail. She was so blindsided by Noah and hearing those words, you're not my person, um, truly broke me and I think was such an angry elf move of Noah and especially because he kept putting pressure on her to be like at the same level as him. She deserves better. She deserves the world and more and I'm angry for her. I don't know how next week's going to pan out. I don't have a good feeling. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to get engaged. I really don't have faith in anyone, maybe Serena and Joe, but... I'm not banking on anyone because I don't think that's the right thing to do in this situation. But till next week, one more week, everybody, of paradise, and then we are off to the races with Bachelorette Michelle. Now, I just really want to get into today's episode because you guys are truly in for such a treat with Brandon Edelman, aka Brand Flakes. He is someone that I wish everyone in the world could have in their pocket at all times. He is a breath of fresh air. He is so fun, so entertaining, and so down to earth. I've had the pleasure of meeting him in person and then having him on the podcast for more of like, you know, a professional setting. Yeah, right. I think was so rewarding for me personally because I got to see two different sides of him. And it is really interesting his take on life and being the main character and being the moment, but also being humble and your most authentic self. But I will truly let him take it away. So without further ado, please welcome Brandon Edelman, aka Brand Flakes. All right, everybody knows I had an absolute blast when I went down the shore back Labor Day weekend, but I kind of got a nice little introduction to one of my favorite people to follow on TikTok, one of my favorite Philadelphians, the king of Sea Isle himself, Brand Flakes, aka Brandon Edelman. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, guys. So good to be here. I'm yes. so excited. I actually was introduced to Brandon through my friend Ellie. And when I found out that Ellie was friends with Brandon, I was like, I, I need you to tell him that I need him on Jappy Jaws and I need him on Jappy Jaws yesterday. I've never ran so fast to contact someone for an interview. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) I'm flattered. I'm glad to be here. Obviously, I know a little bit about you, but why don't you tell everyone where you're from, what you do, 
where you went to school and what you studied. You guys know me as Brand Flakes. My real name is Brandon because a few people like think that it's Brian. No, it's Brandon. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I've gotten a lot of Brian's. No, it's Brandon. I am from the suburbs of Philadelphia. I grew up like 35 minutes outside of Center City. I went to school at Philadelphia University. It's now called Thomas Jefferson East Falls. I studied fashion merchandising and management. Since then, I've had various jobs in the merchandising field, working for like different retailers, different apps. So yeah, that's pretty much like my Monday through Thursday life. (laughs) And then your Friday through Sunday, your brand flakes. Yes, that's what you guys see on TikTok for the most part. Now, I know a big part of what Brand Flakes' brand is drinking, which obviously I absolutely love to do as well. So every week I like to implement a drinking game alert and I've never given anyone this honor. So every time me or a guest mentions a specific word, phrase, topic, I tell everyone they have to drink to it. You are going to have the honor this week of picking a word of something that you and I will either talk about or mention and that will be implemented in the episode game for today. Okay, um, what about toxic? Okay, all right, we're starting off strong. I love it. Okay, so whenever you guys hear the word toxic, please take a sip or a shot or a big gulp of whatever you're drinking. What's your favorite type of alcohol, Brandon? Vodka. Vodka, what brand? Yeah, uh, Tito's, some classic. Really? Okay, I'm a tequila girl, so I mean, like, I can get on a Tito's trend on the occasion. There are only specific people. Tell me if you do this. There are only specific people I will drink specific things with. No, for sure. There's some people that, like, I will strictly just drink, like, my seltzers with. Like, we'll mm-hmm. have a nice day. But I will say you cannot get me to drink tequila. Really? Like, Why unless, is that? Unless it's in a margarita. Then okay. I'm down. But okay. uh, I think tequila straight up is, like, vile. Oh, see, that's how I feel about vodka. I feel like I know most people, people, most people. Yeah. And I feel like most people are on your team. Most people I meet are like, oh, tequila, tequila, tequila. I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Like when someone buys me a tequila shot, I'm like, I really wish you hadn't. (laughs) But do you still take it? Yes. See, there are people though that are like, oh no, absolutely not. I'm not doing, I'm like, okay, if someone bought it for you, why aren't you going to take it? If there's other people behind me that I can substitute out with, I'll be like, they can have it. But the other night um, I was at a restaurant and these people that were in the restaurant like recognized me. And next thing I know, they sent over tequila shots and I was like, I can't not do it. So I I did it. And then they made another one. Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) Oh, all right. Good night, Brand Flakes. Now, speaking of Brand Flakes, How did that name come to be? Tell me the story behind Brand Flakes. Yeah, people ask me this all the time. So I don't know if it was like this where you guys went to high school. So everyone had a Twitter and your Twitter name would be like your name, something like with something. So like this girl's name was Megan. Her Twitter name was Lego My Mego. Like stupid stuff like that. You would incorporate your name like into something. Like my friend's name is Kelly. Her Twitter name was Radical. Like, oh, I like. So I was like, I was like, what's gonna go with Brandon? And I was like, oh, I was like, I guess I could do like Brand Flakes, whatever. So that was my Twitter name in high school. And then when I went to college, like, like I started following everybody at my college because I was like, oh my god, new Twitter followers, like whatever. And people just like started calling me that. And I was like, oh, they were like, oh, you're Brand Flakes. I was like, yeah, like whatever, because it was also my Instagram name because I mean. Twitter first then I was like oh I guess I should make my Instagram name the same as my Twitter name and people would just start calling me that I was like okay like if that's what people want to call me like I don't mind it like it's kind of a cute nickname and it just like stuck close friends call me brand the guys always call me flakes or b flakes 
Um, nice. Then there's the people who just call me Brand Flakes, and then like my family calls me like Brandon, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I would be a little concerned if like your family was like, "Okay, Brand Flakes, it's time for dinner." Like that'd be a little yeah. strange. No, they've never. I don't even think they're like aware. My mom's like aware that that meme exists, but she's never once meant like uttered that. I'd be like, what mom? (laughs) (laughs) So obviously you overnight kind of became like this new TikTok Philadelphian sensation. So what I love asking people that are very involved on TikTok is how did you even get introduced to TikTok in the first place? So that's actually a really, really funny story. So when I was studying abroad in Italy in September of 2019, I learned when I was there, like trends hit Europe sometimes way sooner than they hit the US. And my Italian professors were always like talking about like social media and they would be like, oh, the TikTok. And I was like, what is TikTok? So me and my friends, like we, that I was studying abroad with, we like downloaded and we were like, oh my God, we're like, this is like kind of fun. And it was like starting to get like a little bit popular in the US, but like not a lot of people were using it. Right. Then like it started blowing up, especially during the pandemic. And I, hated it. I was like, I don't understand this. I was like, I'm never downloading this. I could not. I was like, I'm just going to get stuck on it because everyone's like, oh, are you on this TikTok? Are you on this TikTok? I was like, that sounds like it will consume way too much of my life. And I'm already addicted to Instagram Mm -hmm. and Twitter. I'm like, I'm not downloading that too. So finally in January of this year, I caved and I was like, okay. January 21? Yeah. January 21. I caved and I downloaded it. And I still like wasn't that happy on it, but I knew I wanted to make videos. I was like, I don't want to be that person who like just uses TikTok to watch videos. Not that there's a problem with that, but I was like, I actually like feel like I can make some kind of funny things. Like I'm going to like try to get adjusted to the app. So I started using it. And from like January, honestly, to like May, I was just like going on it and like sporadically filming a video. Like if I thought it was funny, like I'd be like, oh, I could film this quickly. And like, I experienced like one, like kind of blow up. Like, I feel like it's not that hard to get a viral video on TikTok. You just pick a trending sound. If you have a good caption for it, you can blow up, but you're not going to build an audience that way. But yeah, so I started like messing around, just like filming random videos. And then June, I was like, wait, I'm actually like getting some traction here. Like I could potentially like maybe do something with this. That's interesting that you say that because I also was like so anti-TikTok for the longest time. When did you study abroad? Because I'm curious to know how early on that was. Yeah, so that was September of 2019, two years ago now. That's when I like really started to hear about it. I had heard of it, but I was like, wait, people actually use it. And then I was like, wow, then it like really blew up during the pandemic. And now it's like everywhere. (laughs) It's interesting you say that because I make fun of myself all the time that I am never going to be going past the 5K mark. I've gotten 5,000 views and that is it. But it's really like proof in the pudding that like as long as you're consistent and you know what you're doing, you're picking the trending stuff, you will end up getting viral somehow. You'll get a viral video for sure. You said that you had this Twitter way back when you were already invested in Instagram. You liked making videos. What made you really want to start like creating this type of content? I think it was seeing that other people and this is going to sound conceited. I was like. I was like, these people are like kind of blowing up. And I was like, I feel like I'm just as funny as them, if not funnier. I was like, I could do this like way better. Or I was like, I would see someone use this, a trending sound. And I would be like, they could have made that so much funnier if they did this. And I was just like, okay, like stop saying it in your head, like actually just start doing it. So I was like, screw it. Like I'll start making videos and like see what happens. And then that was like your oh shit moment. Or what was your like first viral video yeah. that kind of went, oh so shit. So the, the first like viral video that actually like stuck, like I was like, wait, I could turn this into something was 
on June 1st, I did a video where I was like, because June is Pride Month. So I did a video where I was like, signs that should have told my parents that I was gay. And I just like did a talking video with like the green screen, like showed like childhood pictures, memories. I was like, how did they not know? Because my parents had no clue. And I was like, how did they not know that I was gay? Like I was playing with Barbies. I was dressing up as Snooki for Halloween, like whatever. And that just like took off. Like everyone like loved it. I got really nice comments. Like you have great energy. Like this was such a fun story. At this point, I was only doing like TikTok videos where I was like just doing trending sounds. I was like, people will actually watch me if I like do my own sounds and like just talk. That's really interesting. So that was the first video I did. That got like 200,000 views. Nothing like crazy compared to some of the ones I've gotten now, but like pretty, pretty decent amount of views. And then a week later, I had like a crazy weekend in Philly, like just had a really, really fun weekend. And I was like up Sunday night, like with Sunday scaries, literally sitting right here in my bed. And I was like, I'm just gonna make a video like recapping my weekend. I'm gonna like rate the nights for my weekend. And I just like talked almost as if I was just like talking to my friends. Didn't try to filter anything, like was completely honest about the crazy weekend that I had. And that blew up too. And I was like, holy crap, this also got 200,000 views. Like what the heck? I was like, people will actually watch these videos. And now ever since that weekend, I do weekly weekend recaps and people love them. So that's when I really started to like realize I was like, wait, I can like build something out of this. So since then I like started doing like other talking videos I do like infomercials and hotlines and stuff. And then I mix that in with like trending sounds that also fit like with what I'm going through and that during that day or my life, it's just become like, I feel like a relatable platform for people to follow. And what I love that you said is when you made that video of like your Sunday scaries, your weekend recap, what my friends and I actually talk about, especially with a lot of creators like yourself, it feels like you're on FaceTime with a friend. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like you're watching I hate to be like this person because like, I love them. Like it's my yeah. guilty pleasure. Like Noah Beck, like he's creating content mm -hmm. because he knows he's performing for an audience. It's yes. like people like you that are smaller creators that aren't necessarily like these now A-list celebrities that you're like, right. oh shit. Like I had that exact type weekend that Brandon did. Yeah. I want to hear more about it. So I appreciate that you are not only being honest with your TikToks, but it's easier for people to relate to and follow through with. 100%. Obviously, you started off with the weekend recaps. How did you get into the infomercials? How did you do rating the weekend? Like, give me the breakdown of how you kind of created all those different series. So rating the weekend, I wanted to do rating videos from Becca Moore. She is a big TikToker who mm -hmm. like always rates everything. Like she rates her Halloween outfits. Um, She like rates like times she's called out of work. And I was like, it's so funny that like, this is stuff that I always do. So she kind of was what inspired me to do the whole like rating trend. And then other influencers or like people on TikTok, content creators were making infomercials. And I was like, how has no one done like one about drinking? There was ones about relationships, like how to not catch feelings and stuff. And I was like, someone should do something about drinking because me and my friends solve all of our problems by drinking, which sounds so <laughs> toxic for my there we go there. but you know we are toxic so I was like how's no one done that so I started making an infomercial the thing with TikTok is you can get inspired from other people if I'm ever like in like writer's block let's say like I don't know what like content to film I'll scroll on my for you page for 20 minutes and within that 20 minutes I'll find a sound that I know I can turn into something that will fit my aesthetic and I'll find an idea that I can like tweak or like recreate in a way that it's not copying directly, make it into my own. And that is the thing with TikTok. It essentially is an app where people copy each other. It's like sounds become trending as more and more people do them. So I always say like, as long as you're not taking someone's exact sound and using the exact text and like lingo that they're using, like what people do do and copy word for word, then you're fine to recreate whatever it is. Do I get pissed off when I see people like do stuff that I'm like, oh my God, I started that? Sometimes. 
but I also do it too, where I'm like, somebody else started this, but I always give credit to people when I see an idea, I'll put either in the caption or the first comment, I'll be like inspired by this person. When people do that to me and they tag me, I like, like that. I'll watch their video. I'll like, and I'll comment. I'll be like, this is so funny. Like glad that you like liked my video and did your own thing with it. I think when you give credit where credit is due, it means a lot more, not only to the creator, but like you're building on a platform. There's like more of a strategic side to TikTok. And I think people understand something that I don't think everyone fully is going to grasp right away, especially when they're first starting out on TikTok. But I think you put Mm -hmm. it perfectly. As long as you're not only being authentic to yourself, but you're also being authentic to an audience. I think that goes such a long way. Do you ever, though, I have to ask, because I know you post a lot of drunk TikToks. Do you ever like kind of go into like a day of drinking or a night of drinking being like, okay, when I'm like, at my peak drunk moment or like I have to record this at this time like is it a schedule for you or are you just doing it on the whim no so anyone <laughs> who's like knows me one thing I've always done since it launched was anytime I go out I have like a two minute snap story and it could be anything it could just be like me and my friend screaming to a song my friend like making out with a guy us doing a shot whatever and the reason I do that is I don't even have that many friends on snapchat I'm private on snapchat I won't mm-hmm. go public on it That's like my own sacred platform that I do keep to myself and the like 150 people that are friends with me. And I do that because I like to remember nights. Like, no, I agree. I do the same thing. No, it's so Um, toxic. I find myself always rewatching snap stories and I love snap memories. It's like, oh my God, three years ago I was doing this and stuff. I've been consistently making snap stories throughout college. So nothing's ever planned, but I always save my stories. And when I started making my weekend recap, I was like, I don't want to just like talk about my weekend. I want to like talk and like show in the background. And I was like, wait, I was like, I'll use videos and pictures that were saved to my snap story. So what you guys are seeing in those videos are usually stuff that like I've already posted on my Snapchat, but like obviously the 87,000 people that follow me haven't seen those. Right. But then I do sometimes like if I see something really cool or like I want a high quality video, I'll take a video on my actual camera roll. It will look really good on the recap. But no, I never plan like my weekends. I live a life that's crazy and chaotic enough that I don't need to plan anything. There's something always, and even if something like this past weekend, like I had a chaotic weekend, but not all of the chaos is stuff that I can talk about because like a lot of things like happen with drama and stuff. And, of like, course. And stuff. But I'll find a way to at least like pull out details that are like super, super funny and relevant. Like last weekend, I didn't go out on a Friday night and I was like, oh my God. I was Who like, are oh, you? I was like, I was like, what am I going to say in the recap? And I was totally honest. I was like, Friday night, stayed in. It was kind of embarrassing. Never doing that again. Zero out of 10. Boom. And I think that people like thought that was funny and liked that because that weekend recap like blew up. So I think it's all about just like, I do what I do. And then I try to like, just pull out the details that I think are going to be the most funny or people are going to be the most entertained by. And now I have to ask you another question about like the more planned TikToks, like the infomercials and the one where you kind of like do the types of, you do quite the costume changes. Yeah. I mean, I went to school for fashion, so I love yeah. clothes. So that was not like an issue for me. But when I do my hotlines, I always try to wear like a button down, like acting right. as if I'm like in a professional scene, you know, a little bit of acting. Yeah. And my infomercials are always the same. I wear like a t-shirt, either a graphic t-shirt or like a thermal and like some cute athletic shorts. And I just like go off on them. <laughs> I one time, all right, I'm going to throw this around on me real quick. I know like the entire script of being girls like front and back. And when there was that yeah. trending sound of like, all the characters together. I made that TikTok. I literally did every single outfit change. And in the middle of it, I'm like, my dad comes to my room and he goes, what the fuck are you doing? Because I had clothes 
everywhere because yeah. I was like, I know I have something for every single character, but I was like sweating in the middle of it. I was like, yeah, holy shit. So I understand why you put so much dedication into it, but how do you not get tired of doing it? It makes the video that much better, but I think right. being a guy is easier. This is one thing I said, the thing about TikTok, and if anyone like listening to this, like wants to grow on TikTok, the number one thing you need to do and it's so hard for people to do this is you need to like let go of any judgment or insecurity that you're right. of getting. It's like, I told my friend, she blew up the other week, like she had a really big video go viral. And I was like, you should do a reply with comment, like how you can reply to a comment of the video. And she's like, I know, but I just look so bad right now. I was like, don't worry about that. I was like, right. people don't care on TikTok. I was like, once you stop caring how you look, like I film videos drunk as fuck, like sweaty and stuff. It's like, people don't care on that platform. Like, obviously if you look beautiful, there are going to be people who are following you simply because of that. But if you're trying to make funny, relatable content, guess what? A lot of people can relate to looking like absolute shit all the time. Right. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Not everyone lives a picture perfect life. So that would be like a long story, way longer than it needs to be. No. But um, I don't like have to stress about like putting on makeup or anything. I literally just change into a different shirt. The video I did that got like 2.5 million. It was one of my best videos, the types of people who are drunk at 4am. I literally would just like get an idea. I wrote down all the personalities. I was like, what would they wear? Just grab a shirt. Uh, I'll put on sunglasses with this one too. And then like, I use like pretty much the same three pairs of pants, but just like, <laughs> change them. And it didn't take me that long. But to your point, I was sweating at one point through it all. I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is, this is a lot. You are very, very vocal about everything, about your opinions, about what you're saying to your friends. You've shared it all on TikTok. What's your Zodiac sign? I'm a Leo. You are a Leo. That's what I thought. Yeah. Do you know you're rising in your moon? I'm a Leo rising as well. Um, Shut but up. I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo moon. Yeah. Do you believe in any of that shit or no? I do. I'm like definitely like perfectly a Leo rising with a Virgo moon because I like have the like outgoingness and the big ego and the center of attention of the Leo. Right. But then like I've got like the sensitivity of a Virgo and like mm -hmm. like I'm a little bit of a control freak with like OCD. Like everything needs to be right. A little toxic. Have that, yeah, a little toxic. Yeah. Um. So it definitely, I definitely do believe in that stuff. Do you think that that plays a nice role into like your content and who you are as a person in your everyday life aside from TikTok. Yeah, I think being a Leo is, I mean, obviously... <laughs> I think it's one of the best signs. I just think Leos are always like for an app like TikTok, being a Leo is really the best thing ever. Leos love attention. We're not scared to like demand it. And mm -hmm. you can't be scared. If you want to be big on TikTok, you can't be scared. Now, when it comes to your personal life, taking it away from the camera, have you yeah. always been this confident person? Have you always wanted to be the center of attention? No, I was not <laughs> really confident at all. No. I like transformed when I went to college, like mm -hmm. in high school, I wasn't like fully out. Like I was still like in the closet, except like all my close friends knew, but mm -hmm. like everyone knew, but like, I didn't like, like announce it. Yeah. You didn't put and out then, a formal statement, like how exactly. everyone expects and you to. I was not like that cool in high school. Like I was in like, not a popular friend group. Like we were not like anything crazy. I wasn't going to parties. Like I wasn't doing any of that. And then when I went to college, I was like, I don't want to like be like this anymore. I was like, I'm going to go to college. Like just completely be myself. Cause I was always that sassy person, sassy fun, but like I was scared to act like that in front of people because like high school was just like such a toxic place. So in college, I was like, screw it. I was like, I'm just going to like totally be myself, whatever. And I went to most of the people at my school 
school studied fashion. So it was a lot of girls and there was a lot of gay guys. But then we also had sports teams and I had classes with them because my major was fashion merchandising. So it's not design. It's like business with a concentration on fashion and retail. I have like accounting and economics classes with like all the basketball players and all the baseball players. And they were so nice to me, which I was like, this is so confusing in high school. These would have been the guys that were like so mean to me. And mm -hmm. they were actually the ones who were like, oh, you're brand flakes, whatever. I started going to parties and would see them. And I was like, wait, I was like, people like actually like, like me when I'm like, just not Yourself. trying to like, yeah, exactly. When I'm not, not trying to hide in the shadows. And then that helped me build up a lot of confidence. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I can literally just be myself. And like, people will like me so much better than if I am like insecure or shy and like try to be something that I'm not, which is what I was doing like all of high school. I'm just going to stick with it. Like if I get a hater, I get a hater. And like, Fuck it was them. a long process. Like, of course there were still times where I was like, oh my God, this person's mean, whatever. But eventually like it came to the point where I was like, I'm, I am who I am and I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. Absolutely. And as you should, I think that's really empowering, especially because I think so many people, because I myself was also like that. And a lot of my listeners are either going into college, just starting college, trying to figure out their way. And that like gray area of like August to even like December of your first year of college is yeah. so transformative for you, but also so scary. So transformative. Yeah. And I really feel like for people like you, college and like that beginning of like wow people are actually either so accepting of me and also a lot nicer than I could have ever imagined that college really is that gavel that breaks open that shell for you and now it opened up a can of worms that can't be shut yeah for sure and just being being able to be independent and like not living under your parents roof mm -hmm. like also gives you like an added sense of confidence it's like I don't have to think of excuses as for why I'm coming home at a certain time or like yeah. I can go do whatever I want like wear what I want I don't have to answer any questions like my parents don't need to know what I'm doing like they did when I was living under the roof and that like also like put this little like rebellious fire under me I was like oh my god I'm gonna go do this I'm gonna go do that like yeah. not that my parents were ever strict but I was just like I was like more shy and I didn't want them like involved in my personal life because I was so insecure about everything back then that I was like I don't even want them asking questions but then I was like oh my god I can do whatever I want it was amazing now that you said that when you came home from college that after that first year second year did your parents like notice that confidence change in you I don't think that I've ever acted that different in front of my parents I feel like I kind of have lived a double life in the sense that like Hannah they Montana? definitely know now yeah I, I live a million double lives but I think they definitely know more now that like I'm more out they always knew that I was social and that I had friends because even in high school I still had a, a good group of friends and I was always doing stuff on the weekends but I definitely think they like started probably not freshman year but like after my sophomore year definitely started because I was like dressing a lot better I was losing weight I was like hanging out with different people and I think they started to be like oh like Bram's like kind of like going through a glow up right now like he's he's finding himself yeah um, so definitely that yeah just because you brought up the word toxic now we got to go into a different can of worms real quick I think there's so many different definitions under the umbrella term of toxic like this past weekend I was just saying up the wazoo I'm the most toxic person I know and that's just not true because I can guarantee everybody is so toxic in their own ways how would you define the word toxic everyone's gonna get drunk off that one sentence there is a lot of different ways. There is people who are actually toxic in the sense that like they're toxic in their relationships, they're toxic in their friendships. And that's the type of toxic you don't want to be. I would say that definition is like you are literally bringing other people down with your choices. Then there's like what I like to call the fun toxic, where it's like, oh, it's a Wednesday, I'm going to go get drunk, where it's like, it's not a smart choice. And 
I'm sure someone would just say, oh, that's irresponsible. But like, I think the word toxic is just like a little bit more fun. It's lighter. It's a little more toxic. Like, it's just like, and like, sometimes it's the best way to describe like a super chaotic decision. So it's like, oh, like, let's go out on this night or let's go here. Or I kind of would say that that definition is kind of interchangeable with the word messy. It's like, let's go be messy. Like, let's like, Mm -hmm. let's start some drama. Let's add some spice. Let's, let's, let's get a little bit chaotic. I think all of those, that's kind of all of my terms that I use, but I love the word toxic. No, I think the word toxic should be a lot more normalized because I think it's honestly, I think because of social media has become more of a, I guess like fun term is the way to put it more of like an everyday conversation thing. Like, oh my God, that's so toxic. At Mm -hmm. the same time, I think we all like have that reality check, which I think you give. And I think you're very open about calling people out on their bullshit. Has that also been something that you've always done in your life? That, yes. Now that I've always been, my family's always said that to me, they're like, you keep it real. In high school, we would be like, who's getting aired out today? And we would like sit down at the lunch table and like air each other out. We were like so immature. Oh my God, like a roast session? Yeah, basically (laughs) we would have like roast sessions. So I've always been like calling people out on their shit because I don't, I don't like fake people and like people that like are just phony. That's something I've always been, even before, like I was like blown up into like brand flakes or whatever. Always been that way. So another thing about toxicity is men. And I think you and I both love toxic men. So how would you define a toxic male? Like their characteristics, their traits, the ones that you've gone after. The guys that only give you attention when it's convenient for them. Right. Number one toxic trait. It's like they're horny or they're bored or they're lonely. They only hit you up when it's convenient for them. Number one toxic trait. Number two, like the ones that just like lead you on like they just like you know they keep like they breadcrumb you they're like they don't totally ghost you but they like keep pulling you back in when you think they're gone and it's like they tell you that they don't want anything serious but then they share childhood trauma with you and like get you emotionally invested and like they'll say things like oh you're the only one I've told that to or oh I'm so glad I can talk to you or it's so nice hanging out with you but then they their actions don't match their work that's toxic and then oh my gosh I could go on and on ones that like know that they're no good for you but like continue to just try to be anyway. Just toxic relationships are like that. Like they treat you poorly because they're projecting their own insecurities on you. It's like they use you as a punching bag, but then also need to use you as someone to help them like stroke their ego and like be their support system. It's, oh my God, so toxic men are bad. How do you deal with your friends that are with toxic men that you particularly don't like or even toxic girls if they date? How is your approach? Because I feel like a lot of people either A, get really scared to tell their friends how they really feel about the current situation they're in or it comes across more personal. How do you kind of approach a situation like that? It is the hardest situation to be in, especially for someone like me who's a Leo. So I pride myself in being a loyal, good friend. And I also outspoken. So it's like, I will keep my mouth shut for as long as I can, but it eventually will come out. What I try to focus on is like pointing out to my friends like that they can do or that they deserve better than what they're getting. And I will literally point out instances. I'll be like, he did this and you're getting over it and like letting it go for why. I was like, you could do better than that. And I don't like to be that friend. This was one of my first TikToks that also blew up too, where I was like, I call this type of girl and everyone has them, Bethany. And I'm sorry to any Bethany's out there. It was just a name that popped up and now it's I was going to say, why Bethany? Do you have any hatred against Bethany? No, I don't even know. I think I wanted to use a random name and I don't know anybody named Bethany. I was like, oh, just use Bethany. Bethany's are those girls who just go for the toxic guys and they like let themselves like get treated like crap. And when I have Bethany's as friends, I have them all the time. And I'm just like, I remind them. I try to always be there for them first because my problem with Bethany's 
are that they don't want to fix their problems, but they want to vent to you about them. And that's when it gets mm-hmm. annoying as a friend, when you start giving, you start putting energy into the situation, you give them advice, you're putting your heart out to them, you're explaining to them that they can do better, you're giving everything you've got to like try to like wake them up. And then they just repeat the cycle. And not only do they repeat it, but then when the same thing happens again, they come back to you. And it's like, you didn't listen to me the first time. It is a very, very hard web to weave with that situation. I try to just be there for my friends. And when it gets to the point and my friends, some of my friends who are listening probably have been there where I literally say, it's best for our friendship at this point for us to not talk about him. It's going to, at this point, I won't get mad. If you know that I don't approve and you know how I feel, but you're at least not asking me for opinions, then that's fine. But if you're going to keep asking me for advice or keep complaining about it to me, then don't expect me to like that person because I'm not going to like them if I know how they're making you feel. I think it's important because I feel like so many people let that really hinder a relationship with a friend it's like Mm -hmm. i'll be there if you want me to listen i'll still be that person for you to cry on the shoulder to lean on whatever you need but at the end of the day i think and this is what i think is a big leo trait is that you're gonna still be there like no matter what you're not gonna be the i told you so i think Mm -hmm. when you're an i told you so person like you kind of need um whack in the face not to sound harsh but like you don't want someone doing that to you i understand like you may think it's tough love, but I don't think that's tough love. I think that gets personal. No, I will always be there for you. Always, always, always. I Even if I shouldn't, I will. I can't help that. That's part of who I am. I will literally eventually be like, I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's going to affect our friendship. And that's me still being there for you. It's me saying, I don't want you to lose me as a friend or to uh, our friendship to be affected by this. So I'm removing myself from the situation. Now I want to move away from like the toxicity and we'll get to like good toxicity which is going out which is something that you absolutely love to do now this might sound like a weird question what was your introduction to alcohol how was that yes oh my gosh no the first time i got drunk i was oh my god this is a funny story me and my two friends actually my friend her boyfriend and our other friend we were like 14 years old (laughs) and we wanted to see Project X in the movie theater. So we went to go see it, um, but it was rated R. And we went to this like low grade movie theater because we were like, oh, like the the main movie theater, they're definitely going to like figure it out. But like, let's go to this like ratchet one. They'll totally let us in. We go and it didn't work. We can't get in. Like, fuck, like, what are we going to do? Like, we're 14. Like, we just had our mom drop us off here. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we really want to go see that movie. So my one girlfriend was like, let's go back to my house. We go back to her house and she's like, I have like, my grandma keeps like all this alcohol, like in this cupboard, like we can take some of it if you want. And me and my friends are like, yeah, like, let's try it. Like we've all never been drunk. <laughs> we like blacked out, like literally just like in her basement, whatever, just like the four of us. It was so bad. And that was like my first introduction to alcohol. I was like, oh my gosh. But I think where I first like started to like really, really get like involved with alcohol was senior week which um for those of you who guys who don't know this I, I know some high schools do like prom weekend our high schools did senior week which was after you graduate the weekend after you all go down to the beach to the jersey shore for a week and you literally just drink the entire week and everyone's down there from like neighboring high schools that's where i met like so many people that i'm still friends with to this day wow and you just go to parties and stuff and for us we like didn't even go to parties where like our high school because like we weren't really friends with the people from our high school we were going to other high schools parties and i was like oh my yeah. gosh we met so many people and i was like it's just so fun like i didn't like ever really party that much in high school and that's when i was like oh my gosh this is what it's like and I like loved yeah. it. And then I continued with it in college. Now this may sound toxic, but I think you're going to agree with this. People just associate. And I mean, it definitely depends on like how much of a drinker you are. And like, if you're social, mm-hmm. but I think people in their twenties can really relate to this is that 
everyone just assumes like the absolute worst if like you just drink till you drop. Yeah. Drinking really is such a social norm and it's such so a social, social thing. I don't sit down on a Tuesday night and like watch Bachelor with a glass of wine. That's just not no, me. Me either. I rather be like the occasional Thursday, the occasional Sunday, but Fridays and yeah. Saturdays only. A, I get my yeah. drinking out for the week on those two days. And then B, like, it's fun to be with other people. You can't do that really on a weeknight because everyone has other obligations. The weekend is your fun time. So do you agree exactly. with the fact that it's not toxic? It's not a bad thing to drink. It's a social thing. Like you have, not that you have to, but it's almost like a necessity. A hundred percent. I will, I have a million terms for this that I use. One is I'm not someone who drinks, like you said, like during the week. I really don't. Like I said, I'll have a Thursday, Sundays, you know, I try to only pick one of those. Sometimes there are the <laughs> weeks where it turns into a four day vendor. I will say there's like two to three weeks of right. the year where I do go on those, mainly in the summer. However, I want to, I'm what I call a weekend warrior, just weekends only Friday, Saturday, go ham, go hard, party. That's it deal with your regrets the rest of the week and be an adult. Adult, Monday through Thursday, chaos, Friday through Sunday, whatever, or chaos, Thursday through Friday, whatever. You get the point. Um, <laughs> and I think that people that call people out and are like, oh, all you do is drink, all you do is party, are party shamers. I've said this, I've talked about this on my oh. TikTok before. People talk about slut shaming. There is a such thing as people who party shame. I get this so much. Literally last weekend when I stayed in on a Friday, so many people were like, oh, you're not out right now. Or wow, I can't believe you're not drunk. And I'm like, oh my the God. passive aggressive side comments, literally fuck off. Like yeah. people act like because you go out, like you're like lower than them. And People have commented this on my TikToks and I agree. 99% of the time that people treat you like that, it's because they don't have the plans that you have. They're jealous. They don't have the friend group. They don't have the perk because it is a people skill to be able to go out and party. Oh, yeah. To people. I went out with my friend, just one of my guy friends, actually, a few weeks ago. And we were just sitting and like, he's a really nice guy, but he's a little more reserved. And he was like, he's like, I don't like it here. I was like, he's like, you know, everybody like you're talking to everybody. He's like, I don't, he was like, that's so cool. That you can do that. He's like, I like kind of have anxiety being here. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, well, let's leave. Like, whatever. But I was like, that really opened my eyes. I was, it is a skill. Like, obviously, yeah. alcohol makes everyone a little more friendly and right. warms everybody up but there are people out there who just don't have like it in them to like put themselves out there talk to people approach random people at the bar like make new friends hook mm -hmm. up with people and that's okay I'm not saying that you need to do all those things but there are people that party shame you solely for that reason that they're low-key jealous that they don't they're not able to do that now obviously if you are getting to the extent where your weekends are getting so bad that they're affecting your personal life they're affecting your finances they're affecting your job then it can become a little bit more of a problem but I tell people all the time, until I can't pay my rent, until I don't live in my own apartment, until I'm not getting praised at my work calls, which I consistently am, then don't talk to me about what I do in my free time. Yeah. If you want to deal with your stress by going out to dinner or working out, you know, some, some things that might like deemed more healthy, good for you, but don't shit on anybody else who does it in ways that this just don't healthy. align with you. Exactly. It's instant serotonin. Not because like, I bet there have been times where you haven't either a drank at all, or you were kind of like easily drinking. You weren't going as hard and you still had a fantastic time. Not about where you are, it's who you're with. I've always said that. Now, what you were just saying too, is like you over the summer were always like, go, go, go. You'll do a four day bender if you want. And I was saying this yeah. to you before we really started. You are truly like the king of boot and rallying. Is it because like you're so hyper-focused on like being able to have that good time or just because like you're ready to go, go, go at all times? really know what it is. If I, <laughs> I think first was figuring out how to cure my hangovers. 
and I'm not even going to share that. There's, I've made a TikTok about my hangover cure. If you guys want to see that, I just figured out like how to cure my hangovers. And I also do think the main thing is it's like, you can learn to pace yourself. I know some nights if I have something to do the next day, I will act differently. I'll still have fun, but I'll mm-hmm. stop drinking at a certain time or I'll only drink a certain amount. You know, I will make sure I'm home by this time. I will, what my level of responsibility needs to be for the next day and take that into consideration. Now, if I don't have shit to do the next day, yeah, I'm going to go as far as I want. I don't care because I can lay in bed and not feel bad about it. But in terms of rallying, like- It's a skill. It's a skill. It is. But sometimes you also have to know like when to put your foot down. Like yesterday I was invited to a million plans, but I was like, I woke up with bad anxiety and I was like, I'm going to take it easy day. I was like, I'm staying in. And I did. I didn't go out. I stayed home the whole day. I think it's like gauging your FOMO too. I was just about to say. There are plans like you can't do everything. You can't but save yourself for the plans that you know you would kick yourself if you missed and be willing to put your body first for Mm -hmm. plans that you know that you can miss. That was beautifully said. Okay, props (laughs) to you, Snaps, because of that, because you said during the summer and during the year, you obviously like to go to a bunch of different places. You are the king of Sea Isle. You are the king of Philly now. Give us a quick little breakdown of your favorite bars that you love in Philly and Sea Isle or just the Jersey Shore in general. Okay, yeah. I'll start with Seattle and Avalon. My favorite bar from the summer was the White Briar in Avalon. Um, freaking amazing. Best place to go for a happy hour ever during the summer. Like go there at five to six o'clock and stay till like 8 p.m. It's also still fun at night too, but most people in Avalon go to the Princeton, which is also super fun. But White Briar is my favorite bar in the Jersey Shore from this summer, at least. When I was like 21, 22, 23, Ocean Drive all the way, the OD, the OD, the OD. Now I kind of feel like this past summer, I still had fun there, but I would go there and be like, oh my God, everyone's 23, which makes sense. I was literally going here too. But in Sea Isle, I loved La Costa. It's now closed. And the other bar I like in Sea Isle is Shenanigans. Um, And a lot of people have never been to Shenanigans. That is also a little bit young, but it's just like being in a frat basement. Like it's just so like gross and just like, Sometimes you just need those trashy nights and I love going there. And I also have fun at the dead dog for a napkin toss at 2am. So I think all the bars of the shore are great. That's why I love going to shore every summer. Like each bar, I always have so much fun at Philly best bars. Obviously the two gay bars are my favorite, which is Woody's and Voyeur. Voyeur, especially if you're the type of person who does only go out once in a while and you don't mind spending a little bit of money when you go out, go to Voyeur, pay the cover. It's so worth it. It's like one of the only real clubs in Philly and it is so much fun. Um, I went there Friday and Saturday last weekend. It was crazy. Woody's always a great time, great energy, a million different rooms for all different kinds of vibes. There's like the downstairs bar where you can socialize. There's a hip hop room. There's a dance and EDM room. Love it. I've been thriving at Vesper recently. It's been so fun. Um, They're great to go to for what they call Spike Sundays, which anytime the Eagles are playing on Sunday, go to Vesper. You actually can watch the game. And after, it is so fun. Halftime, anytime there's a commercial, it's like you'll watch the game and then you'll be partying on those five-minute commercial breaks. Like I've went the past two Sundays and it was literally like both times I've had an amazing time. Like last weekend, I literally was like, I'm not going out Friday because I know that Sunday is going to be a full day for me. But one thing I also did need to talk to you about, because I just like think this is the most iconic thing ever. Your obsession with the song, Losing It and Fisher. I don't understand. Well, you also this past week, right? Like he posted you on Instagram. He posted me. Yeah. So 
It was actually at CIO Polar Bear Plunge. So for those who aren't familiar, once a year during February, they do Polar Bear Plunge, which everyone runs into the ocean, all the money goes to charity, whatever. And then all the bars are open that weekend. Everyone goes down. It's kind of like what New York is like. Everyone goes to the Hamptons for like yeah. one weekend. It's like, that's the trash equivalent to everyone in Philly migrates to the shore for that one weekend and goes to Sea Isle for Polar Bear Plunge. Um, so in 2019, we went, this song was on at La Costa and it was losing it. And I was like, this song is like really good. I was like, I've never heard it, whatever. And I remember regretting like not like Shazamming it. I asked my friend because she actually posted a story and it was on the background. I was like, this is so random, but like, do you know what that song is in the background? And she like texted me. She's like, hey, it's this song. And I like kept listening to it. I was like, I'm, I wasn't like that into EDM. And I was like, I normally would hate a song like this. There's literally no words, but I was like, this is so good. So I started like playing it at like pre-games and I was like playing it like at parties. And like, I found that either everyone A, already knew it and like loved it or two, they were like, what is this? Then they had the same reaction to me. They were like, this is so good. I was like, does yeah. it just make you like want to rage? Like <laughs> it's one of the only like songs that's like, I can literally listen to the full four minutes and 21 seconds. And like, I can just do it over and over again. I just started like blasting it. And then later that year, like I, four months later, like everyone knew I was so obsessed with it. Fisher came to Atlantic City. And I was like, guys, we have to go see him. I was like, he's an Australian DJ. He's never usually at like venues in New Jersey. I was like, we need to go. And it was on the 4th of July. <gasps> so we went and I was like, I don't care what we do. I was like, I'm standing in front of the DJ the whole day because we got there at two and he didn't come on till four at like three o'clock. I, there was a spot right open in front of where he was going to be. And I sat there the entire day, like just waiting for him to come on. And I was so drunk. It didn't even matter. My friends were like, at one point, like miserable. They're like, Brandon, like he knew what he was doing. He like the very last song of his set was losing it. Right. So like he was on for two hours and like losing it was not played. And my friends were like, Brandon, like we need to go. I was like, no. I was like, we're staying here until this freaking comes on. And when it came on, my friends were like so hyped because there was a point where we were like, oh my God, like what if he doesn't play it? We were like, what if it's like too mainstream? And like, he's like, no, I'm not going to play that song. But like, nope, he played it. And my friend like catapulted me into the air and Fisher's just chaotic, filmed me, put it on his Instagram. It was like a crazy story. And last week I was just like reminiscing about it weirdly. And I was like, I'm just going to make like a TikTok about that because like before I had TikTok, like that was one of the things that went viral about me. Like I had experienced going viral before for right. like it was through crazy things that happened like that like where a dj posts a video of you and i just like talked about it on my tiktok and then like a few hours later he posted it on his instagram and i was like there's no way that this just happened and i was like it's like the same event <laughs> happening again anytime i go anywhere i type losing it on my snapchat hold it up to the dj get them to play it everyone plays it now like i walk into a place people play it and it's kind of been like my theme song and i love it no, absolutely. I love that for you. And I also hope that Fisher flies you out to his next show so you guys can like actually lose it together. Please. A new toxic relationship. Now, before I really let you go, I feel like I wouldn't be quite the interview if we didn't play a drinking game. Okay. So even if you don't have alcohol, we'll play with some water. So I have a quick little truth or drink game for you. Are you ready? And it's going to be ready. rapid fire. What would make you immediately swipe right on a dating app? Oh, if he's hot. If he's hot. What's like the <laughs> yeah. looks? What's the number one thing that stands out to you for looks? Oh my gosh. I like guys that are like thick. Oh, a thick boy. I like <laughs> yeah. thick boys. Do, do yeah, you like, like a chain? Um, yeah, I don't mind it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Have you ever cheated or helped someone cheat? Mm. Toxic. Yeah. 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 I have. <laughs> have you ever gotten into a physical altercation with someone? Yes. I pulled you someone's did? hair. <gasps> yeah. Oh, wait, was this recent? Oh, wait, it's about losing it too. <laughs> no, it's not. 
If you suddenly became invisible, what would you do with your newfound transparency? Gosh, I'm going to drink. That's too deep to figure out. Have you ever bought something to wear to an event and then returned it to the store when the event was over? Yes. <laughs> See, I wish I could say that, but then I'm so fucking stupid. I just like, it's a natural habit for me to pull the tag. Pull the tag you know? off. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, now I can't. So sometimes I've gotten lucky and they'll be like, oh, it's okay. Or like, I'll staple it back on. I don't do it much though. I actually, one of my first TikToks I ever made before I was famous was five outfits I bought for a going out event and never wore again. But have you ever danced on a table when you were drunk? That's an easy one. Oh my one. God. Every weekend. What is one thing you really like about yourself aside from your Leo energy? Um... I'm pretty level-headed. I definitely, I definitely think I probably overthink, but I think enough to think about things level-headed. I try to make rational decisions and like try to be as balanced as I possibly can be in every decision that I make. Now, before I truly let you go, that was such a fun little game. I love that actually. I've never played that before um, on an interview, at least. Uh, Give someone your post-grad juicy, some little food for thought, some advice that you would give to anyone else that is trying to get into the content creation world or needs just help in life. Post-grad, don't stress about having a job. That's the number one thing I will tell people. You will work your entire life. You will find a job. Give yourself, especially that summer, if you can, the summer off to find yourself and pick a job that you want to do that you're going to love and that you can see yourself growing in. That's my number one advice to anyone in college that's like about to go through post-grad and also be prepared for a little bit of a transformative time. Like there's no way to prepare for what you're going to experience, but like Mm -hmm. it will be a different feeling leaving a university where you're constantly around people all the time. And like for some of you moving back home and being back in a different environment, your friends that live down the hall from you now are back to living two hours away. Like give yourself time to adjust Mm -hmm. and figure that out and don't be too hard on yourself at all. So in summary, be, be good to yourself after that. Do not be hard on yourself after graduation because don't expect that you have to have the world figured out because you're not going to and it will be so much better as soon as you know that. For those interested in building a career in content creation, specifically TikTok, because that's where my platform is, like I said, you have to let go of any fear of judgment that hold your mind, whether it's, I'm too scared to talk about this because I don't want people to think I'm dumb, or I don't want to sound like annoying, or I don't want to be obnoxious, or I don't want people to judge my looks. I don't want people to comment mean things. If you cannot get those toxic thoughts out of your head, you are not going to grow up on that platform. You're not going to. You have to literally, and I'm not saying that's easy, but if that's something you really want to do, you need to say, take a deep breath. I'm going to just go for this. I'm going to go for it all the way. And I'm not going to be scared because you will get people who comment mean things and you will get people who say you're annoying, but they won't compare to the amount of people that love what you're producing if you're being authentic and you're doing what you love. And it's so much easier to be authentic when you're truly being yourself and doing something that you love to do. I feel empowered. I'm like ready to go make some TikToks, especially because I make a bun. <laughs> Wherever anyone can find you, please drop it. Let us know where we can continue to follow your TikTok journey and beyond. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, if you don't follow me on TikTok, follow me on TikTok. It is Bran, B-R-A-N, two underscores, flakes f-l-a-k-e-z-z oh i love that and my insta is the same way it's just only one underscore so brand one underscore flakes with two z's i'll be linked in the episode description below i thank you and i cannot wait to see you down the shore in philly anytime soon let me know we'll create some mayhem thank you for coming you were a joy and a half 
Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. This was a blast. I felt so fucking motivated after talking to Brandon. I swear I made like three TikToks. I felt so empowered, so great about myself. And I hope he really did that for you guys as well. Thanks, Bran, for coming on. I cannot wait to come to Philly and fuck shit up. And I can't wait for you to come to New York and we can fuck shit up here as well. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know I kind of started off on a somber note, but I saw a tweet earlier and I really wanted to share it with you all because I haven't given you guys a real postgrad doozy from my in a while. So I figured this was something that I definitely needed to hear and that I think someone else may need. So it said, and her name on Twitter is Quay the Dawn. So far in my 20s, the best lesson I learned was that life goes on. Life will go on. People come and go. We lose friends, break up with lovers, meet new people, encounter success and failure, and life will go on. You will be all right. I feel like we all have those moments, including myself, and I definitely been feeling this, where if something goes terribly wrong or something feels off, like the end of the world is near, like you're done, there's nothing left to do or give, but that is simply not the case. And it's just another hump that you gotta get over and you just gotta really, I keep saying this on this episode today, so I guess we'll make another drinking word of roll with the punches. You really gotta roll with the punches. And while things may not be perfect and while things may go wrong, that is okay you will bounce back. You are going to learn from it. So I don't know. That helped me today. So I hope it helps all of you. Other than that, we are going to be more positive next week. We are going to be more positive in general. It's okay to have a bad week. Anywho, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you still follow us on Instagram, aka myself, at JappyJaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal account, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A, which is all linked in the episode description below. If you haven't checked out my link tree, that is the best place where you can find every link for every discount code, every platform that I'm on for all the social media. So check out my link tree and be sure to follow me and join the journey of Jappy Jaws everywhere. And don't forget to subscribe, review, rate, and turn that notification bell on so you're notified every single time I upload a brand new episode of Jappy Jaws. Enjoy the new rebrand, enjoy your weekend, and I will see you all next Thursday. Bye.